This has been in the Endless Metal Podcast. Bleary-eyed, working, dealing with family and kids, but listening to my favorite band, probably, uh, really, in its totality, a lot of neurosis going back and just uh, getting up super early in the morning, black coffee, 4 o'clock in the morning, putting on now, uh, beginning with a sun that never sets, and it's it's just so absorbing and an incredible listen at that time, and staying with it, watching the sun just kind of barely come up is, a, is an amazing experience. I'm a I am a morning person. <laughs> I've become a more of a morning person. Um, probably when I hit 40, I started going to the gym and taking care of my body a little bit more. Um, but uh, finding a, a renewed joy in metal and at strange times, like when there's no one awake, is, is pretty awesome when you put on neurosis. I just wanted to read a uh, quote from a review that I thought was really interesting uh, from 2001. This is from Chronicles of Chaos review, uh, review site. Um, and the reviewer, um, his name is Adam McKay, uh, sorry, Aaron McKay. And Aaron McKay writes, Deep down, I believe the more of this band's seventh album will eventually have a thriving effect on me. But for the immediate future, I'd be more apt to enjoy Times of Grace or even the 1997 reissue Souls at Zero, Enemy of the Sun. Summing up, I am of the opinion that a fan of this band should never question where they are being led musically. Just modestly submit to what neurosis has to offer, knowing in all likelihood that it'll entirely take place described only as a land with a sun that never sets. I like, I really enjoyed Aaron McKay's words going back to when the album was released. He only gave it a 7.5, but I think it was an honest interpretation because th this is such a big turning point in the band um, where we're going so deep um, the epic um, sound is is being realized in a way now where you're not going to get a doorway <laughs> to free you up uh, with those those awesome familiar riffs and some and who listen to metal you know they that that's where they stop they're not going to get their Awesome riffs, uh, you know, it's not, it's kind of boring, it's difficult to deal with, etc. I'm of the opposite mind. I think that this is now a band that's found something just uh, truly, and I've used the word transcendent throughout. What I mean when I say transcendent is it's a music of, of much more pure expression. Um, they are obviously composing genius um, songs and there's there are definitely riffs and things going on in the sun that never sets but that that may be more familiar but this is just epic music with 
um, huge uh, textural atmospheres and soft crooning vocals that really capture deep melodies I feel almost in those in those times when I'm listening that it's it's you know powerful folk music or even some of my favorite old blues you know where you just you feel that personal connection because of the nakedness of the music it's just I believe Kelly but Fontel too the, the two of them have such deep bluesy wonderful voices when they get into that soft croon that obviously has taken a long time um, over the course of their careers to really feel comfortable uh, releasing um, but that's what makes you know blues so great that's what makes someone like you know town towns van zant um, of course you know they did a cover uh, tribute album and you and also the two of them have done these solo acoustic records so there's a confidence level there in in being totally exposed um just just you and your guitar but to do that i think effectively you have to be an open book uh emotionally and and obviously confident in your songs and the, and the melodies and things but but they have just such I love the baritone, the deep baritone bass voice. Um, it just stirs the inside. Um, Von Till and Kelly, I think, are just, you know, phenomenal on those solo records. But bringing it in uh, to Neurosis, and I think this is before even they did those records, but you could see how it was, it was uh, bound to happen, and I'm glad it did happen. Um, I think they've had multiple records now, but uh, bringing this in then to Neurosis is easier said than done. Um, but uh, but for them, there's such a long uh, development process in in creating the the these songs and the sounds and feeling like you can be so exposed to each other and. As as we discussed, you know, um, they do it their own way, and that's key for understanding how they can even uh, create an album like A Sun That Never Sets and then the records that follow in particular because, you know, although they rejected the idea of being rock stars even before that, getting day jobs, um, moving, you know, into, um, I believe, Von Till's in Idaho, and Kelly, I think he's in Oregon, I don't remember, but they live in nature detached from, um, you know, urban scenes, um, music scenes, real simple living that they came to appreciate. But but now, though, when they come together, and they don't, as I said, they don't seem to see each other much until they come to the studio and then, of course, go on these tours. Um, so, so for them it's it, it really is self-centered it really is something they have to do for themselves it's it's pure expression it's rare in all music you know i would i mentioned town van sant I, I i would add some of leonard cohen for sure um uh tom waits i would add um you know sort of these more modern folk uh people that just plumb depths 
just with them and their guitar. The late uh, Vic Chestnut is someone that just tears my insides up. I think he was just extraordinary up, up to the end of his career, really, um, before he took his life. But, um, yeah, so, so this, is, this is, I think, what we're hearing here now is just a fearlessness and it's not easy music if you're coming from uh, the metal place that Aaron Turner was coming from. I mean, uh, Times of Grace, you know, it, it, clearly there's their end of the harvest. I mean, they're beginning this epic journey, but you're also given the doorway. I mean, you're given things that are more familiar in, in a metal way. Here you're, you're getting that rug in many ways pulled out from under you. The, the sonic journey is going deeper. But I love the end of the review because Turner is saying, "You've got to, you've got to surrender, surrender yourself to this music, and this band demands that of you." And of course, I could not agree more. So let's just enjoy um, uh, the title track, and um, I may add a, a one or two more. But I'm going to get into some lyrics today too, as I said, because the lyrics. Um, the, the lyrics are always interesting on Neurosis, definitely on um, Times of Grace. But for these um, newer albums, there's there's a lot going on here um, that I think is interesting. Uh, my interpretations may be wrong, but I'm just going to go with my own interpretations. Um, and just reading these lyrics, I think, is cathartic and, and, and powerful. So enjoy uh, uh, the music from... The masterpiece, uh, A Sun That Never Sets. And then, we'll, as I said, we'll continue um, with our explorations into the into, uh, eye of every, of every storm, uh, honor found in decay. Um, oh, Giving to the Rising. Uh, I forgot about that record. I should not. It's, it's a great record. Um, so we have to talk about that record. It's it's interesting, <laughs> a little roots I think ex, uh, re exploration, in 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 a lot of good ways. Um, like I said, it's probably my least favorite of the newer records, but that's just my taste. And then fires within fires, um, but enjoy these tracks from a sun that never sets. This has been from the Endless Metal podcast, and we'll be uh, back at you for for more after these tracks. All right, yes, three essential tracks from A Sun That Never Sets. So let's turn to some lyrics. Surprisingly few lyrics, um, a, lot of, a lot of repetition. Almost these, these songs become mantras. Clearly that last track from, uh, where the roots run, uh, from Where Its Roots Run is literally singing, sung in tongues. Um, I'm not exactly sure the... Uh, the origin of these terms, um, but it, it, it is neurosis going even uh, further into this uh, tribal trance uh, kind of music, um, using the percussion, but now also the vocals as these, these mantras. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. Um, but let's look at a sun that never sets. A sun that never sets burns on. New light is the river's dawn. When to speak of a wor word, a word so old, is to relearn 
what is known. A time to think back and move on. Rebuild the loves of lives long gone. The blood that flows through me is not my own. The blood is from the past, not my own. The blood that leads my life is not my own. The blood is strength. I'm not alone. Wow. So, <laughs> there's a lot there. Um, I mean, clearly, as, as we've talked about mortality um, and, and the feeling of just being in life with, um, with my eyes open, you know, and the sun that never sets itself, that title, you know, it can be thought of as some sort of apocalyptic thing. Um, but I think it's probably death, uh, the bright light, the white light, and then no one knows what's next. Um, but there's a lot, lot there clearly, um, in, in that track. Um, let's just talk a, few, a little bit about some of the lyrics that I thought were, were really powerful. I mean, I'm very into language interpretation, and they say when to speak of a word so old is to return, is to relearn what is known. So I assume they're talking about the word son, and that's where I think for me um, there's a lot of um, interpretation that goes on. If, if we were to try to interpret, interpret what those liter lyrics mean almost as a poem, I think we're missing the point for them, you know, to relearn what is known. These, this is all happening within um, the process of making the music itself um, uh, being and, and as a mantra to, uh, a, or a vision really they have of uh, themselves as individuals, as a collective, um, and as a sound. And it's Remember, this is the last record on Relapse. I mean, Relapse is a great label, phenomenal label. But uh, uh, Neurosis leaves labels altogether after this and creates uh, Neurot. Um, uh, and, and is, you know, declaring, obviously, a, a change in lifestyle, an, an ethos against um, profits and material culture, although arguably Neurot makes money, but um, DIY all the way, and now also, um, as we know, uh, Von Till's a teacher, Kelly I think does music at some uh, local uh, theater, He does, or he does the sound, um, I think that's what he does, but anyway, um, th this whole uh, experience for them is something much more than just to be consumed it's it is a sacred music that uh, uh, is is for them and as you know as an offering obviously to all of us and um, it deeply resonates some have called uh, Sun That Never Sets like the first post metal record uh, you know I'm not a huge fan of post I guess it's helpful because you know, you hear you hear the, those terms, and it allows you to have some kind of reference. But you know, post, you know, meaning next, and obviously explicitly about some sort of linear trajectory. You know, trajectory in metal is just—it's just not true. I mean, it's not accurate. 
Um, you know, you think about bands coming around, Mogwai, Mono, Isis, you know, early, uh, in, in, around that time, and um, Neurosis clearly um, influenced, but influencing, and Neurot, you know, does a lot of records that are post-rock, uh, you know, acquainted with the um, vocalists' um, styles of these bands, or Isis, you know, um, my, one of my favorite Isis records, Panopticon, where the vocals are way in the back. Um, it's just these huge sounds, and Pelican, of course, as well. Um, but the big, big orchestration of music, long um, compositions, you know, without vocals, and the sounds used, which to me, you know, definitely are influenced by some of the great shoegaze sounds, um, the textural elements from um, Kevin Shields from My Bloody Valentine, I think, has a big influence. Um, Although I've never heard any interviews with folks from post-rock who talk about um, shoegaze, but I, I would assume so. So they're incorporating elements to create something their own. And then mono and its brilliant use of silence that just builds then the, you know, the thundering storm they, storms they create um, on, on those classic records. Uh, and And... Neurosis, you know, the same. Uh, there's a there's a there's a similarity there. I think a lot between neurosis and and mono, and the way they can use silence, um, and then just hit you so hard with those exploding riffs and vocals uh, from neurosis side. But uh, you know, mono and, and neurosis is an interesting comparison. Actually, the more I think about those two bands, um, you know, mono the the early mono. Uh, records, um, in particular for me, are some of my favorite from that, you know, some of the early Mogwai, too, that early, the, the, you know, what we've come to know as post-rock. Um, but Mono, there's something, I think, also really epic. Um, and, yeah, I mean, bringing, taking us to another level of the, of the listening in, in minimal kinds of ways as opposed to Love, Isis, and Pelican but maybe more intricate and Mogwai um, although Mogwai all these bands it's too simplistic to say they're more intricate because they've they use a lot of different techniques but, but Mono really sticks out to me in a way that makes me feel at least more like I feel when I'm listening to Neurosis so post-metal I mean yeah, okay, if it's if it's useful and, and maybe it was also to get people to listen to neurosis and discover neurot and et cetera. But um but this album, A Sun That Never Sets, is uh obviously something so much bigger um than any one genre term. Um continuing on with the, the that depth of emotion. And um, you know uh, what, what's what's revealed in the lyrics is is so uh, powerful. Let's um.
return to um, the front end of the record. We'll do a little, little bit of listening. Uh, I've decided we're just going to do a song that never sets for this episode and come back, just because I think it's so so seminal. I mean, the intention of this record is is now a band. Um, truly, I think seeing what they're doing is is something so sacred that they're they want to break away from um mainstream music and the idea of being you know quote unquote rock stars and and just doing the music as as a natural expression um and on their own terms all right so that was the tide and from the hill and i think you know looking at these lyrics it, it helps us to uh wrap our heads around the um these different cycles in the in the music of neurosis and the way they're using these sort of familiar um, kinds of sounds that they've developed um, you know but again with lots of room for subtlety and surprise but the the development of this sound so let's begin with the tide and just going with the lyrics and then um, some reflection on on these motifs if you will or you know, the motifs that are part of the, these cycles they've developed over the, the course of their career. So, the tide, you know, it begins with the, the beautiful acoustic uh, guitar, and we've got some strings in there as well. Where are they now? They are gone. I saw them run, run to the sea. Under the waves... All has been said. Can you hear them? Their voices are free. Free from the sun's stare. Free from the noise of lost souls. So one thing to say there, I think, is you, you get, you know, the that soft crooning voice that we're, we're used to. But there's a... And then there's also double uh, uh, vocals going on there. Um, I think maybe it's Kelly first, and then Van Til joins him. Von Til joins him. Um, uh, my memory's not very good. I've seen Neurosis live so many times, but I, I, for some reason, I have a difficult time remembering um, who sings what part. But one thing I wanted to mention, though, then is this: free, free from the sun stare, free from the noise of lost souls. What a what a phenomenal uh, melody there. The way they they take that deeper into this melodic turn, it's it's just beautiful and it's so without airs. It just comes out of probably them, you know, jamming away and then um, Von Till or maybe or one or Kelly just kind of going, you know, just kind of listening and then having that confidence in the voice in such an honest way and just going going deeper with that lyric into that that awesome melody is so beautiful um i i, I just that's a high point for me that melody um that it gets me every time um let's look at uh some more of those lyrics from uh, the tide um an exiled sound washed in with the tide. Their voices are free, free from the sun's stare, 
free from the noise of, the, of lost souls. On the waves, their voices carry on. So, in classic um, neurosis fashion, the, that melody, it builds, it builds, and then there's some wonderful use, too, um, um, of the synth, I think, that really um, gives, it, gives it that cinematic quality um, that just kind of elevates it into this huge atmosphere of the ocean, of the tide. Um, and it's cool, too, that they don't use any uh, obvious sounds, at least to me. Um, I find it really, I find it a, a better that they don't bring in, a lot of ambient there would bring in some, like, you know, waves crashing. This tide speaks for itself because then it just erupts into this massive wave. And then the, the then there we go with the absolutely unrestrained vocals right on the waves their voices carry on. I mean, just, it just is so, uh, powerful and, uh, just, you know, there, there's our heaviness and, and, and an awesome riff too, that, that, you know, rides that, they, you know, they ride there, you know, maybe becomes the way the, the unrelenting tide. Um, so that one is just, uh, you know, it's so well formed, right. But also showing a depth of, um, of melody that uh, is, you know, I think another level for Neurosis at that point in their career. And then from the hill, you know, you're not getting any respite here. The, the, the songs to some extent seem to, to thread a little bit together, but, you know, it's not back to some nice crooning. It's con continuing with some, some pretty you know, rageful, although, you know, there's a desperation in, in the sound of the voice, too, there. Um, but let's look at some of the lyrics. From the hill I've been watching, stealing the light. In my dreams I touch animal blood, rich earth, swallow it down deep into my soul. It feeds her war and raises my true nature. When I awake am whole. All the gods are screaming. My feet of clay lead me on through the void and far beyond to demonstrate my will and path to embrace the wolf in her glory. All hail her and wash this time in blood. The horizon will burn, rise in fire and return to us. So, almost like, uh, you know, uh, shamanistic, there's definitely some interpretation of the wolf um, and the symbolism behind that. But, you know, um, a band that, that, that loves the, the, the tribal drama that they've created now uh, in this, well, for some time, but, but here, you know, really embracing this kind of this kind of visionary embrace of the transcendent, you know, the God screaming. Um, but when you hear those lyrics, it just feels huge. It feels overwhelming and it feels believable. Um, you know, that, 
you know, the, the, the primal aspect, the ritualistic aspect of it, um, is so honest. And, and, uh, when they're playing this music, you know, the gods are screaming, you know, and there's a lot of bands that write lofty lyrics, but, you know, can they do it with that kind of intention? Uh, I can't think of many, or maybe any, like Neurosis. Um, the tribes of Neurot come storming uh, in the wake of this record, uh, and, and they build a whole, there's a whole community that comes out of it. Um, but make no mistake about uh, this record as um, creating, you know, such a high watermark you can't simply just be good musicians to make a, a, a record like this or, or, you know, have your chops down. You literally have to believe that this music is part of a lifestyle, uh, part of a vision, um, where the, where the band itself, the, all the parts, um, are, are just in the service of this, this whole, this visionary whole, which is apocalyptic, which is somber, you know, but to me, ultimately, is um, what I love so much about it is just the connection I feel to to life as something just that cannot be pigeonholed, that is unpredictable. You know, it's like in in the writings of uh, Don Juan. You know, the death on your left shoulder. And the way I interpret that is it's not negative, you know, it's live your life to its fullest, but there's going to be an ending. And throughout your life, there's also going to be loss. And they, they sing a lot about loss in those tracks and throughout the album. Um, but um, what do we do in the face of loss? And I think for me, neurosis is so empowering because it's just go forward you know, eyes open, um, into the tide, or, or looking from the hill, out at the, the big wide view of this life, that is so much bigger than any one of us, that we can, you know, we're part of this ancient line of being, um, we, the blood is not even my own, you know, going back, um, to, uh, to the title track, you know, and that, that, those incredible lyrics, the blood that flows through me is not my own, the blood is from the past, not my own, the blood that leads my life is not my own, the blood is strength, I'm not alone, yeah, I mean, it, it feeds us, it gives us that strength, but yeah, it might be your own, but it's inside of your body, you know, and there's, there's a feeling there of, um, of, of lack of ownership. You know, why are we even here on this planet? You know, why the blood? Uh, why is it that our bodies are the way they are? You can, you can explain that with science, but it always comes back to, uh, the same answer. Don't know. There's that mystery. But there is strength, and there is the human condition, even in the face of the most awful despair. You know, and neurosis 
puts that into music and through metal. And if you want to read about in literature, check out the first half of the book, Man's Search for Meaning by Vic, uh, Victor Frankl and his experience as in the, in the Nazi concentration camps, but not a story that is completely bleak, one where he actually finds meaning and hope that transforms his life and, and against all odds survives the Holocaust. So I'm going to leave it there on that reflection. This is Ben from the Endless Metal Podcast, over and out, and we'll be back for um, Bottomless Well 4, and we'll see where we go from there. Thanks, everybody. And, oh, one last thing I wanted to say was um, big shout-outs to the um, the Neurosis uh, Facebook page. Um, there might be others. The one I'm on, um, I think it's called Neurosis and other post-metal. It's a great page with a lot of great music. And I'm going to put in the notes here some links to some of that great music that I've been discovering um, from from artists who post on that um, great site. And um, at some point I'll remember the, the guy's name who runs that site, but he's he's pretty awesome too. Um, I mean, a link link to the, the site itself. It's, it's really great. There's a lot of Facebook stuff that's just nonsense and a waste of time but i always get energized when i go on the on that site over and out we'll see you on uh bottomless wall four continuing our our journey into neurosis